Okay, so we're dealing with Akpadas with grudges. We went in the kibun of trying to understand uh, Don and Likab's Klus as a remedy for grudges, which is pretty understood, right? The more we Don and Likab's Klus, the less going to have, have a grudge about, and it's a powerful method. Method. The truth is we could spend the whole summer talking about Don and Likab's Klus, um, which we won't, maybe another time. We should make that a topic on its own, Don and Likab's Klus. But just for now, I want to first review what we did, we shared four ideas about Don and Likav's Klus. I want to share another three and then think what we do with these ideas. We talked about the idea from Sri Meyer that no one means anything today, right? That was, I think I heard from a tape from him. You get upset because you think someone had a negative intent to you and someone meant something, etc. So the more we realize that, you know, generally normal good Jews don't mean anything. The, it's a weak generation, We're not smart enough to be apikorosim. We just, we're just, uh, we, no one means anything, okay? Two, uh, it's similar but different ideas that often it's not their fault. Someone didn't have a good training. Uh, they're trying in different areas. They're busy, right? Three, a powerful svara. You make plenty of mistakes yourself. The more we can realize that we make mistakes and that we're not perfect, so the more we'll be um, non-judgmental uh, and non Tiny dick and not grudge about other people's mistakes when we realize that. And four, we shared from the Al that I had heard from Moshe Aaron Stern the idea one day you're going to be your own judge. So, therefore, it's a really good idea to learn to judge well because you one day will be in a position where you have to judge yourself. Um, the Al says, and if you've trained yourself to be one who judges favorably, you will judge others, you'll judge yourself favorably. Of course, you won't realize you're judging yourself. Right, that's going to be part of the uh, the chiddush of that time. Okay, those are four ideas. No one means anything. It's you have to think it's really not their fault. The mistakes they have, right, are just they weren't trained well, etc. You have your own faults. And finally, what we said was you're going to be on your judge. And we said we want to do two things over the week: was to become more complete with these ideas on their own, and to apply, try to apply them to other situations. Okay, now. This is so critical and so basic. So before going to another idea or another uh, avenue in the whole grudges thing, we have plenty of different ways to go. But I want to share other, as far as other ideas about how to don the kapsos, okay? And the more we try and have shaykhus, have connection to these different ideas, the better we're going to be at don and kapsos, as we'll see. Um, and again, of course, the more we don the kafskus, so the more our kapadas will, our grudge will fall by the wayside because generally the, the grudge starts with a judgment, right? No one has a grudge for someone who did something nice to them. They have, no one has a grudge for neutral things. We have grudges for negative things. Our perception, our read, our understanding of the negative that is done to us is what creates the, creates the grudges inside of us. So the more we can don the kafskus, Right. Besides it being a mitzvah on its own, and it's as we said, it's a separate avoda on its own. It's going to be a powerful uh, remedy for grudges. Okay. So now, so we're going to share three ideas today. Three more ideas. A little bit of a short vod today, but uh, but packed. A lot to talk about. Idea number one is, and I was is my own uh, something that I've popularized to myself. The committee of one. Hold on a second. <clears throat> committee of one, and. Two more are going to be ideas from, again, from Rupert Meyer. excuse me, two ideas from Rupert Meyer himself, C. Meyer Zilberg, 
one of the major tzaddikim and gifts of our generation. So an idea that speaks to me that I always work with, and really it was like this, I was, I was reviewing last week's vibe, you know, and I said, oh, you had these four swaras, right? What were they? Boom, 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 boom. I, I was shocked that I hadn't shared something else and it hadn't been on my mind to share another idea, which to me is so basic, okay? So listen to this one. All the ideas we had last week share something in common, basically, right? This guy did something wrong. And now, how do I deal, how do I unravel the fact that he did something wrong? He didn't mean it. He's not, he, he wasn't trained well. I have my own faults. I'll have to judgment. It's my best interest, right? But the basic principle, that the, the foundational idea that it was all built on was that he's wrong, that he made a mistake. And now, how do I pick at it, right? How do I get at the, well, Okay, he was wrong, but he didn't mean it. He was wrong, but he's not trained. He's wrong, but you're also wrong. He was wrong, but it's in your best interest, etc. Yeah, you know, we have to think a lot of times. You just don't know. You don't know, right? So often, you don't have all the details. It's just unbelievable, right? I want everybody to feel that. It's unbelievable how this is really what we say when we say someone's judgmental. What does it mean to be judgmental? You see someone who clearly does something wrong and you see he's wrong. That's not a judgment. That's what it is, right? Two plus two equals four. To say two plus two equals four is not a judgment. Two plus two equals four. I didn't judge that. That's a fact, right? Gravity works. That's a fact, right? Learning Gemara is a good thing. That's a fact. They're facts. There are facts and there are things which aren't facts. Now, we are really good at making facts out of non-facts. And we assume that we know the picture when we don't. It's even kind of like a popular thing. Like, I just know how to evaluate everything. And, you know, part of it, I want to give this its proper birth so we know how to undo it a little bit. Part of it is because you have to a lot of times. I'll interview someone for a job or for yeshiva. I have 20 minutes to decide, 15 minutes to decide whether he fits or not. I have to make judgments there, right? Because I have to, you know, it's just I, I can't spend three hours with every candidate and I can't check everything. So I have to. So there's certain positions where you have to. And then when you have to do that, and everybody has to in their own life, in their own way, right? I happen to be as a administrator or whatever, do it more maybe than others. But everybody, I believe, has to, you know, we all have to make evaluations. Aaron's on a trip right now, right? Which kids are going to spend time with? Who's doing better on the trip? Who's doing worse on the trip? Who's, who says that? How do you know this kid's doing worse? Maybe this kid's much doing better. He, well, he's joking around. Where he's from? Okay. So you have to. But here's the point. Once once you have to and even get good at it and and you need to. And when you're doing it in the right slot, it's a mitzvah and it's a good thing. And you can be even talented at it when you don't need to. It's a bad thing. And there's no reason to. And and it's just a bad thing. There's no, there's no reason. But you, that's the difficulty. Right? The difficulty is. We train ourselves and are even happy with the fact that we can evaluate things quickly, right? It's even, it's it's a milo, right? A quick, you have a coach in sports, says, well, you know, give me four hours and I'll figure out whether we should kick or whether we should run on fourth down. You're not going to have a job. You got to make the decision. You got to make the call. That's judgment, right? You're right. But now in things you don't need to, you don't know. So that's, that you just don't know. So, so often, if we would be honest with ourselves, we would realize really what we're doing is we're assuming and we're jumping to conclusions. We don't have all the facts. We don't know everything. And we don't know. I just don't know. What was this person doing? I don't know. You know, I just don't know. The Gemara Bracha says, A person should train himself. I don't remember if that's the exact lotion. Excuse me, the exact lotion. That's definitely the exact idea. Train yourself to say you don't know. Now, who's it talking to? The Gemara is not talking to a temple. 
the Gemara is not talking to a fool. The Gemara is talking to smart people, right? The, Gemara, the people learning Gemara are smart people. And the Gemara is saying to the smart people learning Gemara, train yourself to say, I don't know. Now, we might have some Nashim uh, Tzidkanios listening. So I just want to add that this is a big avoda for everybody, but I believe it's a bigger avoda for women. Because I think exactly the call of Bini Sarah, as I understand it, is that women take a small picture and they make a big picture out of it, right? That's what Bina is, really. You take something, you build further from it. The man has a certain klafman, says men have basic understanding, but women take and develop that. So women, right, many husbands are struck sometimes by their wives' uncanny ability to figure something out, right? Um, I think many, many husbands I've read uh, do that, have that, right? And women, that's just, that that's, that fits to my uh, understanding what Bina is, Bina Yisera, that women get things. So, but women, therefore, makes it hard, I think, sometimes for women to don the Kavs because they think they have the story. So I speak to if there are any women there or if there are any men who have this feminine side developed in them, right? Realize it's amazing, right? But you don't know. A lot of times you just don't know. And stop yourself and say you don't know. And especially when it comes to judging another Jew uh, unfavorably, Use that call. You don't know. Okay, so that's number one. So I was, I was, you know, something that so f- matches my thinking and the way I think. Uh, I'll explain it a little bit more later, Lito Ellis, that I was surprised that it hadn't shared this last week. Okay, but Baruch Hashem, something to share this week. And now I want to share two other things. Now, of course, you know, this is easier said than done, what I just said, right? Because we all have ways that we think and we cope and that we deal with. So what the difficulty is that specifically this thing, which is a good media for me to use in a certain situation, right? I can't be fooled and I, I have to apply quick thinking and I have to make my evaluation and I have to think which student am I going to ask to do this and which one am I going to ask to do that? And that's based on evaluations and it's based on evaluation, not knowing the whole picture. Good. When you need to do it, that's great. We don't need to. It's, it's when you don't need to, and it comes to judging other Jews, it's stunning like it's not a good thing. Okay, so that's that's a difficulty. Okay, two, I want to share, that was my idea. I want to share two things from Rupsi himself. He actually has a whole book. Uh, they call it Sikhas Hizchaz, because that's the name of his series. I don't know if series is even the right word, but the swarm which come out uh, of uh, of his base medrash called, already for many years, it's called Sikhat Hizchaz Kud. And he actually happens to have a whole small volume on Daniel Likavskos, many has 12 or 13 shurim on Daniel Likavskos. 13, I haven't gone through all of them, but a little bit I've gone through. So I wanted to share two ideas from him. And then we'll talk about the Kabbalah. So here he says like this. He says, the way to Daniel Likavskos is by getting to I and Tova, he doesn't exactly say that, but this is this is the idea he's bringing in the realm of Don Lekav, supposed to have an I and Tova, a good view on Jews. Haria Amitit, the true Hashkafa, uh, the true look. What is a Jew? What's his strength? How holy is he? How pure is he? And the tremendous madrega that every Jew has. Right, whether it's my family, my friend, my wife, how chashiv they are, how tar they are, my students, my rebbeim, right? That picks up a whole person, right? 
And he says that the main battle with that is specifically people around us. We have a nature that people around us, we often don't see them in their greatness, which they have, because we're used to them. And he brings a story from the Belzerov. I'm pretty sure he's referring to Aaron, who was not the current Belzerevi, but the one before that, it was Mamash HaKadosh Hashem, famously escaped out of Europe and came here to Eretz Yisrael. For many years, was in founded the, the Hasidus in Tel Aviv. Of course, now the Hasidus moved over to Yerushalayim with his nephew, not his son. Um, and I believe the Belzerevi lost his children in the Holocaust. I don't think he had any sons left over, I don't think. But anyway, the Hasidus went to the son of his brother, Rev, uh, the Rev of Belgare. I think his brother's name was Belgare. That was the where he, where he was the Rev, his Belzerevi's brother. And the current Rebbe is, is the, this Rebbe's nephew. Anyway, so he says one time, he a Jew came to stay by him, right? And he had he was in did Hanas Gedolas, tremendous preparations, right? Uh, I don't know what he did, but he was fixing the bed and fixing the food and getting the whole house ready and cleaning up. You know, we have Tar Yeshiva, you know, big guest coming this week. So they're already talking about like, you know, clear out the hallways, get everything ready. Yeah. So he said, Wow, it must be an Adam Gadol is coming, right? It must be that Belzer might maybe maybe I don't know young Rav Shach was coming maybe the Chibinu Rav the Chazanish who knows right maybe it's a Tzadik Mister right or not, not known Tzadik Tov and then the person came and he left and they asked the Rebbe who was that person right so what the Rebbe said I don't know who he is and I don't recognize him that was it <laughs> right he's a Yid he's a Chashiv Yid Yudi Chelikal Mimal. A Jew that learns in Dobbins. How great is a Jew that learns in Dobbins today? You know, people holding on. Give all the UD. I was speaking, you know, one of the, you have to know that, unfortunately, sadly, one of the great lights of the Jewish people passed away 30 days ago. It's a Shloshim tonight, not the Greenblatt. Not the Greenblatt. I just want to take a moment and talk about him. It's really right to speak about him. Not the Greenblatt was Moshe Heineman, who's no slouch himself, the humongous Tamil from the Star K. I know as Moshe Heineman said, that uh, not the Greenblatt was the preeminent halachic authority in America, right? If not past America, he was a he was a rav in Memphis. That's why many people didn't know about him. If people needed to know about him, knew about him. He was a bucky in Gittin and Khalids and all types of things. And it's he was a Eliotsum. He was a tremendous, tremendous genius. I could that I checked this out. His grandson is a friend of mine. Uh, Michael Feinstein, who was very famous, one of the greatest, the Brisker of Son-in-Law, said that if he would have stayed in learning and not been involved in all of these, he, was, he would have been the biggest Rosh Hashiv of the generation, okay? So you're talking about, so he had Dalit Chalke Shulchan Aruch in his hands like this. And I was, I was thinking of this, and he would travel around, he would travel around and take care of people. He would leave Sunday morning at his own expense, take planes and go to jails and who knows what and get gitten for women that need to get them. So I said this, I, I was thinking about it. I said he he was as big in learning, he was bigger in learning than, than most, most Rosh Yeshiva. And he was bigger in Shli, in, in Askanis than most Chabad Shluchim. You know, most of Chabad Shluchim, at least they're a little bit set, you know, in their place. You know, you're in Buffalo and people come. It's unbelievable, such a person. And Sophie Yamov, he was holding and learning. It's a tremendous thing. Anyway, so his grandson said to me, I was asking his grandson at Shabbos, um, I gave up my Seder once a week, I learned. Uh, drash motion, a little bit chumish, a little bit of time to learn chumish. I gave it up. I hope it was a reicheshman. I don't know to hear about his grand because 
Mishpacha, I did a big thing about it. I wanted to check what was accurate. You can't, you can't trust what you read in papers, my friends. You know that. So, so they said they didn't do such a bad job. You know, more accurate than, than often. And uh, we get down on the Kavskos also that sell papers. They're trying to make inspire people. But Lamaisa, you know, it's not always accurate. That's the, the the papers aren't accurate often. So he said that my grandfather, you know, the simple Yiddin used to come to him. You know, he used to come. In Memphis, and my grandfather would say, "Oh, he was critical. Don't worry, he had plenty of critique on plenty of people." But he said, "Simple Jews would come, and he would turn to his grandson and say, oh, look at this, Hashanah Yid, you know, Chashav Yid, you know, Chashav Yid, Hashanah Yid, about simple, simple people." You know, he's like, "Zadie, do you see how?" So my my friend said to me, "You know, I'd say, you know, think to himself, Zadie, you see how big his keeper is? You know, he's got this little little keeper." Chashav Yid, a beautiful Yid. So. So it wasn't just the Belzer Rebbe, it was uh, Gedoli Elite also. He grew up in Brisk himself. He was, he was born in Brisk, sort of not the Greenblatt. Anyway, friends, so 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 that's the point, right? The more we would see the godless of every Jew, then you can understand, right? Because what happens? When someone does something wrong, especially when it's us, we get focused in and we see that's the mensch. Look what he did. Look what kind of person he is. Look who he is, right? But now if we were overwhelmed, right, what, what happens when we see an Adam Gadol, somebody hold on a pedestal, right? Hopefully... We don them in the We say, you know what? Whatever. Maybe it didn't really happen, or it's part of a miuta. You know, everybody has got some faults. We we naturally explain to someone we love or someone we really really value. We have a tendency, which is good, to to push aside their negative things, right? But when it comes to a regular yid, we're not like that. So really, Siyur is saying what we have to do is we have to build up our our ayin tova on every yid, and the more we build up our ayin tova and appreciation of every Jew, so then it will be. Uh, I'm adding and. Explaining his words will be so much easier to Don Lakovskis. Okay, that was Svara number one. Now I want to say a deeper idea. Okay, deeper idea also from Tzvi Meyer, and this will be the last idea. This is this is our strategy number three for the day. Okay, our seventh altogether. Oh. So here he says the zilzul. The zilzul. Give me one second. Apologize. The zilzul, right? The, the not uh, the not being Roman other Jews, the Danin Lakav Chov, the seeing negativity in others. Listen to this, it's very deep. It comes from a lower place in me. See, when you're learning the Tosvis, when you're davening, when you're thinking about Kavit Shemaim, that is coming from the best place in yourself. When you're thinking negatively about Jews, it's coming from a lower place in yourself. Okay? My neshama doesn't think like this. It's my body. Because, like we said, because a Jew is really gewalding. Why don't I see it like that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm negative, right? We all know that in psychology, right? Negative people see things negatively, right? Positive people see things positively. On a deeper level, that's where it is. Now, this really struck me when I saw this. I remember seeing this years ago. When it struck me, really, it struck me why. Because a lot of times, especially people who are a little bit sharp, so we see our critique is like a mile. You know, I'm really sharp. It's like a good line. You know, yeshiva, in yeshivas, we love a good line. We love a sharp line. And that's good. A good sense of humor, right? So the same thing. Just like I have a sharp sense of humor, I have a sharp sense of putting that people down. You know, I can see like this. You think he did this? No, 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 no. Like, unfortunately, in certain circles, even like a mile, like how much can we come and, you know, show how, how low this person is? Pastor Shalom. 
God forbid, right? So the point is, Reb Tzimar is teaching, you think that's coming from your sophistication? You think it's coming from your, your gewaldic ahead? You think it's coming because you know how to learn? No, 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 no. It's coming from your body. Your midas are controlling your head and getting you to think that way. It's, it's not your liver, right? It's your mind, but it's your liver pushing your brain and taking your brain to these to these bad, you know, I get lahavdil, just give it dogma, right? When a person thinks like a great plan of how to be criminal, you know, if I could steal the crown jewels, I do it in this way, right? And let's say, oh, you know, so that's that's a lower part of the person that's acting. A higher part of the person isn't interested in that. You go, you go to go to Rishaf and say to him, you know, let's go to Vadiya say, let's steal. Steal wants to steal. Why, why are you thinking about that? Well, what kind of stupid thing is that? Stealing, this is how you steal. That's the lower part of you. That's not your higher part. Okay, so that was a tremendous. Uh, he goes into it in a deeper way, which which uh, which is you know he keeps going into that. But that's the part that I wanted to share. That to see that our dynamic doesn't come from a higher part of ourselves, it's a lower part of ourselves. So we're both like so we shared three more svaras today. Let's just quick review. Svar number one, which is for me, is just to realize you know you don't know you don't know you don't know. Okay. Svar two is the more I see every Jew on a high level, the more I have obviously Israel, the more I'm filled with the beauty of Jews. I will naturally don on Lakabskos, including those Jews who do something negative to me. You know, he's just like he's he's Kavaldi, whatever. I made a mistake, okay. Right. And three is this idea that to understand that the that the critique in me and the Danan Kavskos in me comes from a lower place in me. Okay. So putting together the last two weeks, now we get to the practical part that we've done in three, four minutes. The what I want the cabal I want to do is just like last week we had said to spend time you know thinking about and applying those four ideas. So similar, I want you to try to work with these three ideas and apply them. But I want to go deeper. Okay, I want we shared seven ideas, right? No one means anything. One, two, it's not their fault. Three, you make plenty of mistakes yourself. Four, it's a good idea if you've done the cops. Five, you don't know. Six, look, try to look at how great every it is. Seven, uh, seven, realize that donning lakab chobas comes from a lower place in yourself. So this is a lot to unpack. Okay, now I want everybody, and you'll get a tremendous amount if you do this over the week. I want you to rank the top. I've, we've done things like this before, but it's very important. I'll explain to why it's important. Okay, but first the task. The task is to sit with yourself and rank which of these ideas strikes you as one you could work with better right from the seven we've given what's the top one what's number two what's number three at least if you can't get to that level of calibration what are the top three ideas three out of seven that's that's step one what are the three out of seven then within the three out of seven so which is which is the best now i'm gonna tell you why that's such an important task and i'm going to then do it on myself for three to show you a little bit how to do it the reason it's so important is um, I like to base it in Mishnah. Right? The, Mish, the, Pasuk says, the Mishnah says you have to have your Mishnah. Okay, my Pshat, I'm not sure it's the Kubal Pshat, but my Pshat to work with is every person has his own Mishnah. Every person has his own way of seeing things. That's what you have to be responsible for. I can speak from today till tomorrow, and we could read, go to 50 Shmuz and, and go on Torah anytime, and here's Chai Wallstein, Zikron and Lebracha, and hear other people, and, and hear Shir after Shir. You know what the problem is? You know why the Shir don't have an effect on you? Because you don't go afterwards and filter. Which ideas do I really made a difference to me? Which one really had an effect to me? It's one of the most important things that Rebbein can teach their students, and it's one of the most important things you have to do yourself. You have to filter ideas. No one can hold on to everything. 
No one. You know what I'm saying? No, just, there's not, not a single human being. And if there would be someone, even that person has to know what's more powerful for you, what works for you. And a lot of people, and Avodah Hashem also just becomes Bikiyas. What uh, you learn a sugya. What are the ideas you're taking out of this sugya? Right? You're working on the sugya of life. You're working on the sugya of Daniel Kaskos. Which of the ideas are ones which you can work with? Now, if we had time to work independently with each one, then we try and work and figure out, you know, but we don't always have the time, right? Each one of these seven ideas, you can spend a week on each idea. That's seven weeks. The summer is done, right? So you don't have time. And we have to talk about other ideas about how to deal with back, getting back to grudges, which is our big topic, which Donald Lekav is our way of dealing with grudges. So now I have these ideas. Think about it. What speaks to me? What can I work with? What can I develop in myself? Now, for many of us, we're so not, we're so not sophisticated. We're not used to even taking an idea. We just want, you know, chizik pump. We just want to pump ourselves all the time. You know, give me a chizik, give me a chizik, get the rub up, let him get, you know, have a fiery mire. But in Avodah Hashem, you have to be more sophisticated. You have to be more of a lamdan. You have to be more thinking. You have to be more developed. You have to think, work with ideas that work for you. And I'm going to show you for a second from today's ideas, just the three of today that we're familiar with. I'm not going to deal with last week's group. But what do I mean to see which one works better for you? Okay. So I'll tell you right away. Number two, which was Shemaya number one, the idea of every year to so good It's a beautiful idea for me. Right. And again, I said it because because uh, I think it could work for other people. But for me, it's not going to work. It's just not, that I don't know if I'm too cynical. I don't know if I'm too smart. If I'm too dumb. I don't know what. It's not going to work for me. That when I see you doing something which I perceive as wrong, just to be blown away by his obviously Israel, right? Maybe I don't have enough obviously Israel. I don't know why, right? But I'm pretty sure in the time I have to think and the triage I can do with how to work with ideas, that's an idea which is going to work better for me. Okay. The idea which will work really well for me is thinking you don't know. Right. And I'll explain to you why that idea is, you know, why? Because I spend my whole life, right, four hours a day training uh, as I can. I train people in trying to evaluate what you know, and what you don't know in Gemara. Right. That's the, that's a lot of what uh, my my chinuch, what I'm mechanic to people is to think, what do you, what does this Rashi say? What jump are you making that? So I'm very, and I try to do the same thing to myself. You know, that's that's my training and learning is a lot. Not. You know, what does this idea feel like to me? What's the theme? It's all about accuracy. It's all about being rigorous. What does it say? What does it not say? So that's a thinking which is very, and I, I and to be honest, you know, I, I think that I have a natural need of honesty that was just a gift from Hashem to try to be honest. My parents, I try to be an honest person, right? So, you know, more than nice, I try to be honest. I try to be nice also, but honest, I really try to be. You no, know, everybody has honest, you got to stupid. But so, so therefore that cop speaks to me very much. The idea that, you know, you don't know right, really speaks to me. So therefore, that's in it. Now, that doesn't mean without hearing about it, I'm going to naturally work with it. But when I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's an idea that could work for me. Okay. So to the idea that comes from a lower part in me, this one I understand exactly as well, why will also work for me. So for, if I was hearing the shear from you, right, if I was giving the shear on the bus, Dave was giving the shear on the bus to me, or Sarah was giving the shear on the bus, and I heard these three ideas, I would try to say one second, hold on. And, and 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 if my job was to work with all of them, I would try to listen. But if my job was to try to think about it, I would say, okay, once again, let's think. Uh, that idea, mm, that's, you know. Now, again, if you have all the time in the world, so try everything. We don't have all the time in the world. So you have to be honest with yourself. This is why it's so important to know yourself. But you have to be trained to like go after ideas and work with the ideas that, that, that work for you. We've probably spoken about this idea before. We'll probably speak about it again because it's an overwhelming idea which works everywhere. 
it's a it's a it's a it's a training it's a thinking which you have to develop and if you don't get the thinking at the end of the day i'm sitting here on five beta karam speaking ideas obviously i'm speaking to it seabor and I appreciate this is a listening. I'm trying to say ideas which my understanding is can work for the Tibor, right? And I'm not saying a lot of ideas which I think can't work, but at the end of the day, I know I, I can only speak from the perspective of me. Your job to, to me, to the rub of your shul, is always to try to be sifting out, sifting out what are the what what can I work with over here? What am I what can I remember? What what am I going to take further? What am I going to make part of my Mishnah? What, what's going to be the way David Don Lakavskus? How is he going to work with grudging? Right? That's that's very, very important. This is where some Talmudim get mixed up because they try too much to be like their Rebbe's, but they don't make it a personal thing. You know, my Rebbeim were very, very big Talmudim, but they were very, very uh individual. And it's an interesting stira. Was Rev Life their Talmud or Revolver was it himself? When you see him, you don't see a revolver, but you do see a revolver, but you don't see a revolver, but you do see a revolver, but you don't see a revolver, but you do see a revolver. That's the point, because they were taking from the Rebbe, but they were always filtering and, and, and finding themselves within with with within themselves, okay? So that's just a little bit. So I think that would be a really good thing. We had seven ideas from the seven, right? Uh, first, I think there's just a way to work with, right? Obviously, one could do... One to seven, I think that's too much. But from the seven, try to take the top three and then try to think which of the ideas, you know, I, it could be we'll go to another keyboard, maybe we'll have another week of Donnelly Cops, because I don't know. But which of, the, of these ideas are the ones which, you know, are most apparent to me that I could really find myself working with? And like I said, that's a super, super important training for everything you're going to do in Avodah Hashem, really everything you do in life, you know? All the people writing books, anybody who's writing a good book on business, on sports, on anything, this is really, he's filtered ideas and he's, they're ideas which work more for him and less for him. Okay, so good to see everybody. We're off next week, of course, because the Shua, so everybody should have a wonderful Chag uh, Matan Torah. And I look forward to seeing everybody in two weeks. All the best.